Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Awesome Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Adol Wilkelenzer. This is a place where we come together and talk about parenting issues. Let's just say I'm super passionate about parenting and want so badly to do a good job at it. I'm blessed with a very insightful mother who is a parenting expert. She's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore over the last 15 years, Mrs. Gitty Horowitz. We get together each week and hash out something that's on my mind or a conversation I've had with a friend or something that one of our listeners brought up. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if there's someone that you know that you think would enjoy it, please send it their way. Let's do this together. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. Let's call our topic today, helping our children to understand the value of money. So this is actually my own scenario. My daughter, she and a friend want to sell, they wanted to sell handmade bracelets. So they're getting together and they're planning this. They're planning, they're very excited about it. Um, what are the prices? Where are they all set up? All the details. Um, and then they get up to the part where they're buying the materials. And they said, how should we buy it? So then they came to me and then I thought about it and I said, okay, I'll talk to them about borrowing. So I said, I'll lend you the money. And then the first money that you make, you can pay me back. And I just thought it was a great learning experience, but the, they didn't really get much further than that because the friend's mother was like, I don't want my daughter dealing with money. I don't think it's age appropriate. So it kind of just ended there. They had a good time talking and planning, but that's half the fun anyway. They made their signs and like what their options are. And it was very cute. It was very sweet. And it was fun for them. It was like an activity just to plan it. They didn't end up doing it. It left me thinking, um, is it age appropriate? Is it healthy for little kids to start thinking of ideas to make money? I would say just there, what would, what do you think about kids entrepreneurship? I think it's wonderful. And that she went full steam ahead and she wants to, and there's no learning like experiential learning is the best way to learn. Also sometimes the hardest way to learn, but it's the best way to learn because when there's a hole, you know, it needs to be filled. When there's curiosity, a child is very, very focused and wants the answers and wants to learn. Um, when a child wants to do something and we facilitate that, we help them to learn in the most organic way. So she had an idea. She wants to sell bracelets. Um, and she went full steam ahead until, like you said, she hit the brick wall of, uh, I don't have any money to buy the materials. And then you were going to sit her down and teach her about what it means to borrow in order to be able to make money, to pay back and move forward. And that's such an important lesson. So many people don't, don't realize that that's how many businesses start. Now it takes money to make money. You can't make money if you don't have the, the goods to sell. And it takes money to buy the goods. So there were so many things that she could learn from this. First of all, you need the goods. Second of all, um, there's something called, uh, you know, the... Um, you know, they're not mass produced, but they're singularly produced. It's much, much more expensive to, to produce them, right? So these are things that she'll, she would learn along the way, you know, when you're making one bracelet and it takes hours and hours, so you're going to want to charge more money, but are people going to want to pay it? These are all things that, um, that she'll, she'll learn, you know, she'll spend hours and hours and hours and they'll be so special to her because she put so much energy and effort into it 
And then people will look at it and say, you want to charge 20 shekel for that? I'm not paying 20 shekel for that and walk away. So it'll be, you know, demoralizing to a certain degree, but you'll also learn that maybe I don't want to put that much effort in. People aren't going to want to pay it. So these are the lessons that, that you'll learn. And it's, they're, they're, they're wonderful lessons to learn when you're eight or nine. Right. Honestly, I, I, I thought that that was going to happen. I, I thought that that would eventually happen, that she would put, I, I, that's why I went back and forth with the idea a little bit. Cause I'm like, she's going to put all this effort into it and she's going to, she's going to just fall flat on her face because no one's going to want it. She was, she was putting together these bands or little rubber bands and they weren't like to her, they were like gorgeous. Cause she, again, cause she was working hard on them, but they weren't really, um, too beautiful. So I, I also, I also went back. Honestly, I didn't think it would be successful. I just, I just didn't want to stunt it. You know, you have this idea, go for it, see what happens. And like what you said, experiential, try it, experience it and see where you, um, where, where it falls. And then you could take it from there for the next time. Exactly. Um, just need the money now. Right. So that's that, 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 that being said, would you see, she's overhead, she has food to eat. Right. Um, I didn't push, um, the friend's mother on why she was uncomfortable with it, but do you see any other side to why someone wouldn't want their child to be what they would call preoccupied with money? Would you, do you see another side to it? I, I can understand parents that are concerned that if their children become, you know, entrepreneurs at a very young age, that, that they will become preoccupied with money, with materialism. I, I, I can see that that's a possibility. Um, my, my feeling is that parents that are not materialistic, parents that don't focus on externals, on money, how much money do you have? That's not the, the topic of a conversation in the home. I, I don't believe that children, as long as the children's needs are met, as long as children feel that they are taken care of, that they don't have to worry about where their next anything is coming from, um, then they're going to raise children that are wholesome and healthy when it comes to understanding money. And I do not believe that it's detrimental to to encourage them when they bring it up. You didn't tell her well, if you want a new backpack for next year, so you're going to have to earn the money. You didn't say that to her. She came up with this idea that she would like to make something and sell it. That's, that's, that's a, it's a beautiful age appropriate thing to do. Usually it's not bracelets. Kids that age want to sell lemonade on the corner right. or they, you know, eventually would go babysitting. Look, they're going to start saving, you know, earning small amounts of money and then you can help them understand what it means to save, what it means to give tzedakah, um, what's, where, where the money actually comes from and that, you know, it's from Hashem. All, all these lessons are, uh, have a stage, have a platform when children are earning money. If children are never earning money, it's very hard to teach these lessons, which are life lessons. Right. So, so you think it's mostly valuable and it doesn't, and, and there has, there's going to only, there would only be a negative outcome if there's other, if there's other um, if there's other aspects to their environment that are pushing that. Yes. You have to know your child also, if there's an intense personality, if there's obsessiveness in their personality, then I might want to stay away from it till they're a little bit older and can appreciate it more. But if they're easygoing, you're easygoing. It's just, I think it's part of. Okay. 
So I guess that can bring us maybe to our next question, which is actually a question from one of our listeners. Her question goes like this. Um, how should we teach our kids financial awareness and the value but not the servitude of money without making them anxious or losing their childhood innocence? Interesting question. The value but not the servitude. You know, the saying goes that money doesn't grow on trees, um, which everyone laughs and says everyone knows that. But the truth of the matter is kids don't know that. They think money comes from the bank. You need money, you go to the bank and you get some. Um, I think it was you, Adol, that said as a kid, why don't we go to the toll booth anymore? They used to give us money. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't remember that, but it, in this topic, I was reflecting on my childhood and I remember thinking that you and Abba were the richest people in the world because you had a checkbook and you could just write any check you want. I think my kids might think the same way with a credit card. So when I gave them a stack of old credit cards that weren't working anymore, they're like, our opportunities are endless. And then I, and that's when I explained to them, this is not going to get you nothing. <laughs> uh, we, we, we spoke about that a lot, but it's, it's actually funny. I, I reflected a lot back on, on I, I, I never thought we were lacking in any way, but that, that, that's for a, a different, a different, a different part of the conversation. But okay. So you, so you're saying money doesn't grow on cheese. It doesn't either come from the toll booth or the bank or the bank, but it has to be earned. Oh, actually interesting conversation with my five-year-old that I saw challah. So the kids, if they deliver the challah, they earn a shekel. Yosef started doing it sometimes too. If the, if the knisa to the building is an easy one, he can do it himself. And he feels very proud of that. So he keeps telling me I got two shekel and I keep saying, you didn't get it. You earned it. Earning versus getting similar to what you're saying, but we just had this conversation doesn't just fall. It doesn't just fall into your hands. You do something and it's more empowering too. And it's also, again, like we said before, it's an opportunity. So you earn two shakal. So everything, everything comes from Hashem. Hashem gave you an opportunity to earn it and you earned it. But now we have to be careful with what we, we use our money for. So Hashem gave us two shakal, but we have to help people that didn't have that opportunity or were not successful and we're not able to make that money. So we help people that don't have as much as we do. So we put money in the tzedakah box. So for every shekel that you make, you take 10 agarot and put them in the tzedakah box. Or if you don't, you know, break down every shekel, so you you keep a list and you have a list of what you make, just like Iman and daddy do. Um, we, ha- we know exactly how much we make and then we give a certain amount of stock. You don't have to get into the 10%. I wouldn't say, you know, you could say that for every shekel, we give 10 agarot to someone who doesn't have as much as we do. You get them into this, this, this mindset from the time that they're very, very little, that it's Hashem that gave us the opportunity to make that money. It's really Hashem that's giving it to us. And yes, we have to work for it. We have to try our best to, to do it, but really it all comes from Hashem. And we are ambassadors from Hashem to, to help other people that, that don't have as much as we do. So that also sets up children for, you know, the mindset of there's someone that has less than I do, which is, which is, which is important for them to, to know, to appreciate and to want to help that they're in a position. I have a shekel now I can give, I can give to someone, um, which is a, a very, very important concept. I think anxiety about money comes from anxiety about money. When parents are anxious, when they, they show that anxiety to children, anxiety is something that is um, caught more than taught. 
anxious parents very often have anxious children. So like many other things that we're concerned about giving over to our children, we have to look ourselves very carefully in the mirror and say, do I have financial anxiety? Do I have anxiety that, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills that I, that we're, that we're not making enough. And, And then there are a lot of things that we have to work on if that is the case. You know, everyone to the extent that they they need to work on it, whether it's an Amuna issue, whether it is just a, a black and white issue, people that are you know have to do a a, a, a you know a husband as to in terms of the jobs that they're doing or not doing, and do they have to do more um, in order to bring in more? Again, this is not really the topic that we're that we're we're really getting off now, but um, it, it's very, very important for people to be honest with themselves. It's not helping our children understand money. It should not cause any kind of anxiety unless we feel that anxiety and we're going to give that over to them. R- responding to requests. We don't, we can't afford that or no, it's too, it's too expensive. I mean, you have that all the time because kids are always asking for things, always asking. I mean, I know what I do. I just, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's always right. I do sometimes address it in a money issue, but I don't say we don't have money for it. I say, I don't, I don't value that enough to pay for it. Okay. That's, that's not, it's another, what you're saying, I think is another way of saying that's not something that we need. Uh Uh-huh. We value what we, we, we need. We need that. We need food. We need shelter. We need, you know, food for Shabbat. You know, there's certain things that we that we need, and that's what you're saying. We value it. We'll pay for it. I, I think it's very, very, very important, and I, I'm sure you do this to to help our kids to see the difference between needs and wants. Um, the reality is, and I won't say it's unfortunately, it's a reality that the 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 standard of living has increased dramatically over the last couple of years, dramatically, um, particularly in the, in the Jewish community, Baruch Hashem, there's a tremendous bracha, um, tremendous, tremendous bracha in, in Parnassa for a lot of people and the value, the standard of, of, of what is considered normal has, has, has just, grown tremendously has has really really come to a, a level that that's really a high level a high standard um and it, it's not easy because the reality is is that we live in communities that are not segregated by by wealth by by the degree of wealth we all live together basically so you have people that are making high six figure incomes with people that are making low six-figure, not even six-figure incomes on the same block and and in the same community and in the same classrooms in school. So if you're not exactly in the same neighborhood, you're in the next neighborhood, but your kids are sitting together in school. So it, it's become much more of a challenge for parents to tell children that something is not needed. By the same token, it can be done. Um, tangential very much to what we're talking about. Children do are not happy 
with because of things, because of stuff. That's not what makes people happy. So telling a child that I don't, I, you know, we're not going to buy that now. I, I don't think we, we need to buy that now. And we'll talk about it maybe in six months or a year, if you, if you think you still want it. Um, very often they'll see that it was a, a fleeting, a fleeting excitement and they really don't want it. They really don't need it. They're off to, on to the next thing. And they'll begin to realize that in the moment it's exciting, but it doesn't last very long. Um, so when we're afraid to tell kids things like, um, we're not going to get that now, or I, I, is that really a need or a want? We don't have to be concerned that our children will be unhappy. They, they're, they, they'll be unhappy for mm-hmm. a minute or two, and then they'll get over it and they'll move on. Right. This, this particular topic is very interesting to me. I can't necessarily relate to it living in Israel where the standard of living is definitely nowhere near, um, um, what it is, you know, by you, but, um, I can imagine that being very challenging. And I just, sometimes I just wonder what, what that would be like if, ev- you know, if what it feels like everyone, everyone is living to this certain place, certain standard. And it might seem like my child is the only one not. So it's rare that your child is the only one not, but it is, you know, things get, get come in style and all of a sudden everyone has a coat that costs between 200 and $300 per child, you know, things like that, um, just as an example. And it becomes the somewhat of the norm. Um, and it's, it, it takes a very, very, very solid relationship with your child to not feel the need to have to do that. And that's when, when, you know, we've spoken about this many, many, many times, when it comes to parenting and being able to parent in these difficult situations, it all comes back down to the relationship. How much they know very well that my mother loves me and she does what's best for me at all times, even when I don't like what she's doing. Um, it all comes back down to the relationship. So it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a somewhat of a balancing act as all, as most parenting is. Um, I, I don't like to use the words. We can't afford that. Um, that could with a child that is already somewhat nervous or anxious, if you want to say that makes a child, you know, certainly exacerbates that. So, no, we, we don't need that right now. Um, it, it is important for a child to feel, as you said before, that, you know, my parents have all the money in the world and, you know, they, they you can only feel that way if you don't feel lacking. If you feel lacking, then you will not feel that your parents have all the money in the world. Um, that, and that goes hand in hand very much with, with Emuna, how it's talked about in the home that everything comes from Hashem. Hashem is so good to us. Look at all the things Hashem gives to us. Um, we're, we're so, we're so blessed with this and with that and the other thing. Um, not only the things, but the, the faculties that we have, our health and our, et cetera, that those things are spoken about in the house that children begin to understand what's really important and how lucky they are and how blessed they are and how much Hashem is part of their lives. And he takes care of them. It's a very big part of right. it. Yeah. I, that, that I definitely could say I did learn at, at our house. I, I don't think you, you, you and I've ever said we can't afford something. I don't remember hearing that. You always said if, if, if it's something that we need, we, we can afford what we, we can get what, if we need it, we, we have money for it, whatever it is. Could it be that there's something, I, I don't know, and I have a few other 
sub subtopic um, categories. Could, uh, could it be that there's something that is one child that we could get something for and not another child? That's a, that's a very, very, very important question. When I say needs, different children have different needs. And, and a hundred percent, I, I couldn't, I could not agree more that for some ch children, something will be a necessity for another child. It won't be. So we have to know our children. Well, we have to know what their, you know, standing is in school, what's going on with their classes. You know, we, we have, we have to be informed. We have to be close to our kids enough to, to know. And if we don't to call a teacher to see, is it true that every single other kid in the class has something? every single other kid in the class really has something we're asking a lot of a young child to be the only one without it. We just are. And some kids aren't up to it. Some kids couldn't care less. They won't even notice that they don't have it. But for those children that, do, and I think in, even in your family, you can appreciate that. But um, if a child does notice and they're, they're, they're not up to it, then we have to help them, you know, to, to learn to be up to it. But in the meantime, they need that, that thing, whatever it is, that's a need. That's, that's a need. It's not something we just poo poo and say, you know, just pick your head up and tell them you don't need it. Most, a lot of kids cannot do that, especially younger kids. So they're, they're not, they're not quite at that maturity level yet. And we've chosen to send them to a certain school. And, and, and if it's Taka, all that, all those kids have something, then they might well, very well need it. Whereas an older brother or a younger sister might not need it. So we have to be we have to be in the in the loop. We have to know what's going on. Let's what we what we said today was that first of all, entrepreneurship for kids is a, a very healthy way to learn skills, responsibility, real life lessons, and the process it takes to earn it. And the second big point we brought up was that um, anxiety over money usually is is um, modeled, caught but not taught. We said that anxiety about money comes from anxiety about money. And then the last big topic was that the topic of money is a very, um, as Jews, as believing Jews, we have a beautiful outlook on money, which is that Hashem gives us whatever we need. We even have the opportunity to give to others who are less fortunate, which helps us feel grateful for what we have. And we don't have to worry. Hashem will always provide for us. We have to do our shadows. We have to we do have to do our best, be responsible, part. take care of our belongings, and and we are we're good. <laughs> we're taking care of. Um, okay, I think that's great. Thank you for joining our discussion today. We hope you found it meaningful. If you have any specific questions or general topics you'd like us to discuss, send them our way. Awesome mom parenting at gmail.com. Your thoughts and feedback are so helpful to all of us.